Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 33, Hate Soap and the Vicious Crocodile from the Nile. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, you're going to meet a little goop called Hate Soap, who just hates soap and hates to take baths and showers. Hate Soap ends up traveling all the way to the Nile River in Egypt, where he is chased by a very hungry crocodile right on the Nile. Will the crocodile catch him? You're going to have to find out by listening to this goop tale. And stay tuned for the other side, where I'm going to tell you how you can see pictures of this crocodile that chases hate soap and how you can see Hate Soap himself. So enjoy the story, and I will see you on the other side. How hale and happy Hate Soap seemed, he never nagged, he seldom screamed. His company was quite a treat to all the children on the street. But Nurse has told me of his wrath when he was asked to take a bath. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a happy and strong little goop boy known as Hate Soap. Everyone that met him delighted in Hate Soap's company. He could make you feel on top of the world with just a few kind words. The other goops adored spending time with Hate Soap because they knew that there would be no arguments or disagreements, and Hate Soap was always up for just about anything, as long as it didn't involve soap. For as long as anyone could remember, Hate Soap hated soap, and that is how his name came to be. If ever it was time to wash his hands or take a bath, he threw the most awful tantrums. He loved playing with Joe Tantrum because she knew how to throw a tantrum like no other, and she taught Hate Soap all her tantrum tricks. If ever Joe Trantum was at his house at bath time, they would both jump up and down and kick and scream and say, No baths! Hate Soap would always make sure to add in, I hate soap! as he waved his little red bat around. He carried a little red bat everywhere and he was never without it. He was so awful about bath time that his parents just tried to avoid it altogether, which meant that Hate Soap only took a bath when absolutely forced to. One evening, Joe Tantrum came over to play, and the two of them had a grand time, batting around balls in the backyard, until they were interrupted by Hate Soap's mother calling out, Hate Soap! It's time to come inside and take a bath. You really must this time. It has been a week since your last bath. Hate Soap immediately looked around for a place to hide as Joe Tantrum started laughing while holding her nose. Hate Soap, you know you will have to go in sooner or later no matter where you hide, she said as he ducked behind the tool shed. Well. Maybe if you throw a tantrum with me, I won't have to take a bath tonight. 
My mother won't be able to stand to listen to the both of us for long, pleaded Hate Soap. Joe Tantrum thought about it for a moment and then said, mm, No thanks. I'm going to save my tantrum for when I get home tonight. I only have one really good one left, and I'm saving it up. And then she turned and left. Hate Soap couldn't be mad at Joe Tantrum, even if he wanted to. So he decided he had better go in and face the music of a bath. Hate Soap hopped up the stairs and straight into the bathroom, where his mother had a bath running for him. He dipped his finger in the water, and it felt nice and warm. Hmm, maybe this won't be so bad, he thought to himself. Then he put down his little bat and hopped right in. The water did feel good, and Hate Soap imagined that he was floating down a river and having an adventure. He looked up and saw six neatly stacked soap bars sitting right in front of him. For the first time in days, Hate Soap frowned. His eyes squinted together and his forehead creased deeply at the thought of soap. Hate Soap hated soap so much that even looking at it upset him. He reached for his little bat and swung it at the stack of soaps as he called out, I hate soap. The soaps immediately went flying everywhere. Hate Soap listened as he heard the soaps hit the floor and he counted along. One, two, three, four, five. And then he waited for the sixth bonk. But he didn't hear a thing. Nothing. Then out of the blue, the round, orange-colored bar of soap from the stack plopped right in front of Hate Soap, straight into the bathtub. The water splashed Hate Soap's eyes, and he went to grab the soap and throw it out of the tub. But before he could, the soap grew. Right in front of Hate Soap's eyes, the tiny orange disc of soap grew and grew and grew until it was five times bigger than Hate Soap. Then it leaned down towards Hate Soap and cracked open. The giant soap split right in two and scooped up Hate Soap. And then it slammed shut, trapping Hate Soap inside. Hate Soap could feel the soap rubbing against him. It felt clean and sudsy, a feeling he wasn't used to. It smelled of fresh lemon. At first, Hate Soap squirmed and wiggled, trying to escape. But the more he did so, the more the soap rubbed off on him. He finally relaxed into the soap and settled himself down. He stopped trying to resist the soap as he remembered his mother's famous words whenever he took a bath. What you resist persists. He drew in a deep breath. <sighs> and slowly let it out again. After several deep breaths, he felt much better and began to enjoy the cleansing feeling of the soap. Then he felt himself sliding, sliding, sliding down and right out of the soap. Hate soap landed in a river. 
He was so covered in soap that the water around him began to bubble up, and soon the river around him resembled a giant bubble bath. There were so many bubbles that hate soap could hardly see. He heard a loud roar and then a deep laugh as he wiped bubbles from his face. He reached for his bat and began to swing away at the bubbles. He cleared a path and found his way to shore, where he was met by the enormous open mouth of a hippo. The hippo's mouth looked like a giant cave that was ready to swallow hate soap. Hate soap froze and then began to back away. He wanted to sink back into the bubbles and vanish. But before he could, the hippo slammed his mouth shut, stared hate soap straight in the eye, and burst out laughing. <laughs> Where are you going, young fellow? What was it that brought these bubbles here? Asked the hippo in a booming voice. Uh, yeah, it was me, replied Hate Soap rather sheepishly. He wasn't sure whether or not he should admit it, but he did. Well done, young fellow, well done. I've been dying to have a bubble bath down here in the Nile, but I've never had the soap. Hate Soap breathed a sigh of relief. Did you say Nile? Where am I? asked Hate Soap. In the Nile, of course. The Great Nile River. The longest river in the world. You're in Egypt. But the Nile flows through Uganda, Ethiopia, Sudan, and Burundi, too, said the hippo proudly. That is long. Five countries? asked Hate Soap. Indeed, five countries, and over 4,000 miles long. That's the Nile. So what are you doing here, young fellow? asked the hippo. Well, I kind of arrived by accident. I hate soap so much, and a bar of soap swallowed me up and spit me out here, probably because I was talking about how much I hated it. The hippo burst out laughing. <laughs> That is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. I've been trying to get some soap for years. And you hate it? Hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought it with you. I love soap. Just look at this bubble bath. My name is Hambert. Hambert Hippo. And now, thanks to you, I will get clean as a whistle. Most hippos love to just wallow in the mud and get as dirty as can be. But I like to be slick and clean, with a shiny gray back. My wife loves it, too, added Hambert with a wink. Hate Soap let out a little laugh. <laughs> it was hard for him to believe that anyone could really love to be clean and take baths so much. Well, I'm glad you like it so much. You can have it all. I won't take any bubbles with me. Uh, can you tell me how to get back home? Back to Goop World? asked Hate Soap. Hambert Hippo laughed again, and then he said, Young fellow, you came from another land. You're going to need a little help getting back, and it isn't going to come from the soap that brought you here. You hate it, after all. You're going to need just one thing, one drop of water that has seen 
the world, said Hambert. Uh, where do I get a drop of water like that? asked Hate Soap. Hambert looked Hate Soap deep in the eyes and said, It will fall from a camel's tongue at sunset, and that is the drop you must have. So I just need to find a camel at sunset? How hard can that be? I'm in Egypt after all, <laughs> laughed Hate Soap. Well, it must be sunset tonight, and there are alligators along the banks of the Nile. Their bone-crushing jaws will make a feast of you if they catch you. Chapter 3 Hate Soap immediately held up his bat and turned his head in both directions. Hambert began to laugh again. Well, young fellow, they won't come after you if you're with me. They're not that stupid. I may seem like a jolly good hippo to you, but that is because I like you. The Crocs and I have an unspoken agreement. We stay out of each other's way, snorted Hambert. Well, Hambert, can't you just come with me to find a camel? asked Hate Soap. That I cannot do, my young fellow. I have my own family to tend to, and I never leave them alone for long. You had better get going, but before you do, let me draw you a map in the mud. So Hambert Hippo pulled out a nearby stick and poked, prodded, and slashed through the mud until he had a perfect little map showing Hate Soap how to navigate the Nile in such a stealth manner that the crocs would never know he was there. Hate Soap was a quick study, so he had the map memorized within minutes. He looked up at Hambert with a huge smile and gave him a little bow as he said, Dear Hambert, you're a friend like no other. I will never forget our encounter. Thanks to you, I feel confident that I will make it to a camel by sunset and catch a drop of water from his tongue. Then Hate Soap turned and started down the Nile. Hambert smiled from one tiny hippo ear to the other. He was always happy to help a fellow avoid the crocs. Hambert's little ears perked up as he heard his wife sing out, Hambert, I need you. Hambert could never resist the call of his wife, so he turned and started plodding down the Nile towards the call of Hamilia Hippo. Hambert was so distracted by his wife's call that he forgot to erase the mud map. Hate Soap was moving quickly in the opposite direction of Hambert. He was making good time and he used his little bat as a walking stick as he moved through the shallow water along the bank of the Nile. He felt a tickling at his feet and immediately held up his bat in defense. But when he looked down, he came face to face with a long-whiskered catfish who said, Don't strike! It's just me, Caddy! Caddy offered to keep him company and to keep an eye out for Crocs. Hate so quickly accepted Caddy's offer and continued on. The two of them worked their way up the Nile towards a city called Oswin. Caddy assured Hate Soap 
that he would find camels near Oswin, because so many tourists went there to take camel rides along the Nile. Back down the Nile, at the point where Hambert and Hatesope had parted ways, a crafty croc named Sobek came by the mud map. He almost walked right over it, but the intricate drawings caught his eye and he stopped. Sobek had been on the Nile his entire life, and he didn't miss much. He recognized the mud map as some kind of secret escape route that was probably drawn by Hambert Hippo. What he didn't know was who was the escape route for. Well, whoever this route is for, he could be quite delicious. I had better find out for myself, thought Sobek, as he smacked his powerful jaws together, thinking of a tasty morsel. Sobek quickly took note of all the mud markings, and then he stomped them out. He certainly didn't want anyone else going after his snack. Then Sobek slithered into the Nile. On a normal day, Sobek would leisurely swim around the Nile at about two to three miles an hour. But this was no normal day. He had information that could lead to a big, fat snack, and Sobek wanted to find his prize quickly. So he turned up his swimming and started swimming five times faster than normal. It would take him less than an hour to catch up with hate soap. Chapter 4 Further up the Nile, Caddy and hate soap were coming very close to Oswan, and the sun was starting to lower in the sky. Caddy, you've been so wonderful to me. I don't think I would have made it this far without your guidance and company and your watchful eyes looking for crocs. Caddy just grinned and twisted his whiskers up. Then he turned up his nose and looked around. He glanced back at Hate Soap and whispered, Something's not right. Something's not right. Hate Soap clutched his bat and froze with fear. He looked around but didn't see anything. Caddy moved into some deep reeds and motioned for Hate Soap to follow. He did, and just in the nick of time. Both Caddy and Hate Soap watched as Sobek cruised by with his big crocodile eyes scanning the surface of the water. He was moving very quickly and looking everywhere. After he passed, Caddy whispered to Hate Soap, He knows something. I think he's looking for you. Hate Soap could feel himself start to sweat. He wiped it from his brow as he panicked inside. Caddy looked up at him. He didn't want Hate Soap to make any sudden moves. If he did, Sobek would be on to them immediately. Caddy knew that he could quickly disappear into the waters of the Nile, but Hate Soap could not. Caddy whispered again. Hate Soap, please be still. Just trust me. I can get us to Aswan. But before he could finish the word Aswan, Hate Soap lifted up his bat and was ready to strike. Sobek was just about out of earshot, but he heard some movement in the nearby reeds. He 
almost moved on. But then he glanced over and saw a flash of red. It was the tip of Hatesoap's bat, and Sobek knew that he had found his target. He turned around and raced right into the reeds. In the panic that ensued, Hatesoap and Caddy split in opposite directions. Caddy disappeared deep into the water, and Hatesoap ran for shore, but he could feel Sobek's teeth grazing his feet. Hatesoap had hopes of outrunning Sobek, but that would be all but impossible as they were only inches apart. Hatesoap turned around and held up his bat as Sobek clamped down his jaws. Sobek's teeth sunk into the top and the bottom of the wooden bat, and his mouth was stuck wide open. He couldn't close it, and he couldn't open it. He was just stuck with a red baseball bat, holding his jaws split open. Hatesoap was too stunned to move or speak until Caddy jumped out of the water and said, Follow me! There's no time to waste! Hatesoap and Caddy raced up the river towards Oswan as the sun quickly lowered from the sky. When they reached the banks of Oswan, they finally stopped to catch their breath. <sighs> and Caddy burst out laughing. Did you see Sobek? I've never seen such a thing in my life. He will have that bat stuck in his mouth for a very long time. You're so clever, Hate Soap. Hate Soap bashfully looked down and then started laughing. I have more bats at home. He can have that one as long as he wants. Hate Soap, I've had the best time with you, but sundown is almost here, and Oswan is just around the corner. Go now and find your camel. So Hate Soap bid farewell to Caddy who promised to tell Hambert everything that had happened, and off he swam. Hatesoap scurried up to Oswan and saw a group of camels walking home after a long day's work of toting tourists down the Nile. He quickly fell in line behind them until they came to a stopping point. One of the camels was exhausted and breathing quite heavily. Hatesoap stood right beneath him as a giant drop of water fell from his panting tongue right into Hate Soap's open hands. For thousands of years, camels carried people from all over the world on adventures through deserts and wars and pyramids. Their water held the history of the entire world. Hate Soap stared into the drop of water and saw the world swirling around. Everything was happening all at once. He saw Caddy back at home deep under the Nile. He saw Hambert wallowing in mud with his family. He saw Sobek swimming the Nile with a red bat in his mouth. He saw tourists riding camels. And then he saw his mother leaning over him in his little bathtub at home. He leaned in deep to take a closer look and fell right through the droplet of water and landed back in his bathtub. Hate Soap shook his head as he looked around. He saw five bars of soap scattered on his bathroom floor, and he smiled as he remembered the sixth. Then he hopped out of his bath and set off to find Joe Tantrum, so they could have a good laugh about Sobek and the Red Bat. But Joe Tantrum was nowhere to be found. She was being chased by bowls. But that is a tale 
for another time. So that's it for this episode of Goop Tales, and I hope you loved it. And if you did, I would be so appreciative and so grateful if you would go to gooptales.com and on the front page of gooptales.com, there is a box that you can click and it will take you right on over to iTunes where you can leave a review for Goop Tales. And those reviews are what help me to get my rankings and ratings so that I can keep producing Goop Tales every week. So now it's your turn. You can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 33. That's 33, the number 33. And on that page, you can see all of the photos that go with this Goop Tale. And in those photos, you can find a tiny hidden hate soap. So make sure to look for him in every photo. In some of them, he's really hard to find. But you're going to get to see pictures of Sobek and, of course, of hate soap and of Caddy. So go take a look at those pictures. And while you're on that page, you can also download the first half of this story. And then I invite you to ignite your imagination and write the second half and you can send it in online to be published at gooptales.com. So that's it for this week, and I will see you next week when we visit Joe Tantrum, who is being chased by bulls. Where is she? You're going to have to listen next week to find out. So until then, make every day a goop day.